Welcome to Inspiring Health with Dr. Roxana Gabster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, as she hosts candid conversations about organizational culture, value, and other pressing issues we face in healthcare and business today. At WellSpan Health, we have more than a million encounters with children ages 0 to 6 every year. And we recognize that an investment in the early development of children is key to breaking cycles of disadvantage and health inequities later in life. To advance our mission of healthy communities, we're launching a system-wide initiative that focuses on the next generation with the WellSpan Spotlight on Children's Health. On this episode of Inspiring Health, I'm joined by Dr. Chris Russo, the Director of Pediatrics and Women and Children's Services. Dr. Russo has been instrumental in spearheading this initiative and is a passionate advocate for all things children's health. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Chris, you're a pediatrician and you work as a pediatric hospitalist as well. Can you tell our listeners about how and when you decided to focus on children's health and the path that you took to your current role at WellSpan? Sure. I'm the son of two public school teachers, and, you know, really they instilled in me a lifelong love of learning. And as I went through college, it really meant to me, studying medicine and biology, that this would be a career that would be very rewarding for me. Medical school, you go through all the different rotations. You go through obstetrics, gynecology, surgery, and internal medicine. And uh, with no disrespect to any of my colleagues at WellSpan, pediatrics was by far the most difficult of all the rotations I ever did. Uh, you could have a two-year-old, a two-day-old, a two-month-old, a 12-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl are not the same. The two-day-old can't tell me what's wrong with them. The 16-year-old girl doesn't want to tell me what's wrong with them. Uh, and then you throw the whole overlay of the parents and the caregivers. And that was really something which was very exciting to me. And I saw this as an opportunity to not only practice medicine, but also do a lot of teaching, which is something which, again, my parents had instilled in me. And I've been at WellSpan. It'll now be three years, starting in June, and really excited uh, the time I've been here, just the level of innovation that we have at WellSpan, and a real passionate commitment to children as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I worked in pediatrics for a while myself, and I, I have to say I agree with you. It's mm -hmm. very challenging, but also one of the most rewarding things I ever did. Absolutely. Yeah. Every three years, WellSpan conducts a community health needs assessment that surveys community members and uncovers barriers to healthy communities. The report's findings guide our community health priorities for the coming years, and our latest report was significant because it highlighted how the pandemic influenced the health and well-being across our communities and exacerbated some existing issues and disparities, many involving kids. Can you share more, Chris, about findings related to children's health across our region? Sure. I, very troubling to learn that many children in our communities are still lacking basic health insurance. And they are also having significant delays in care. And with these delays in cares, that leads to missed opportunities for early childhood education and really a stunting of their development socially, emotionally, and intellectually. And we think about at WellSpan, the physical, emotional, intellectual development as being so key. And if a child misses care, well, they miss out on screenings that we could be doing at WellSpan. They miss out on their immunizations. And they miss out on the opportunity to have literacy, for example, be emphasized with them. And so we think about delays in care, childhood development, uh, social determinants of health, some vaccine uh, distrust and mistrust and uh, skepticism or hesitancy, we like to think about. And also just the COVID pandemic has left a lot of children suffering from grief, 
and loss. They've lost a lot of caregivers. They've lost grandparents, uh, people close to them. And it's something which we are just now seeing really manifesting in some of the increased behavioral health needs of our children. Yeah, I think it's really uh, been a very difficult time, obviously, for children and for families the last three years. Uh, and I think we're going to be feeling those effects for a really long time to come. Generationally, yes. Yeah, I just think it's um, wonderful that we have such committed and passionate pediatricians and family medicine uh, physicians and APPs here at, at WellSpan to help with those issues. Well, we know these issues have short-term implications for our youngest community members, but how can some of these factors impact children later in life? Sure. Well, we know that really the building blocks for life happen in those first six years. We know, for example, a child's brain is developing rapidly in those first couple of years of life, particularly up to the age of three. And, and we know that um, there are things like literacy being impacted by the number of books a child might have in their home. And really focusing on children being ready for when they hit kindergarten, ready for when they hit school. Uh, if a child is not prepared for kindergarten, if they're not prepared for first grade, well, that just starts a trajectory for the rest of their school career uh, where they're behind or needing extra services, which may or may not be available to them. We know that children, if they have delays in care at the beginning of their life, are more likely to have delays in care later in their life in issues which could have been addressed earlier. Learning disabilities, for example, uh, asthma or other chronic conditions that are keeping children out of school or keeping children in the hospital could have been prevented if we were only able to get those children into care sooner. Yeah, I, there's certainly many factors to consider and a lot that we can do as an organization to ensure that children in the age range of zero to six have a healthy start. What other factors prompted the impetus for the spotlight on children's health? Sure. Well, you know, I do want to emphasize that the spotlight on children's health really follows with WellSpan's mission, its vision, and its values. And it's a focus, a spotlight, if you will, on how can WellSpan be a committed and trusted partner for the care of children? I think about the things that we can do well as a healthcare system, the things we should be doing, immunizations, screenings, supporting families and their caregivers, and then thinking about, well, what are our community partners doing? What are trusted community partners? We could be thinking about how to connect our patients and their caregivers to those resources. And really, when we think about WellSpan being a trusted partner, that's what it is. It's, and I like to tell parents all the time, they're your child. They're not my child. They're your child. <laughs> how can I help you with that? How can I connect you to the right resources to help you really be the best parent and caregiver you can be? Well, together, we help take care of your child. Oh, that's fantastic. A great partnership story. Well, as you know, I'm so proud of the work that our team members are doing across the WellSpan system to create a framework for this children's health program. Can you tell our listeners more about what it means for parents and caregivers? Sure. You know, we have to understand that the child is in a complex milieu, if you will. They're there with parents, caregivers, sometimes extended family members. They're involved in school and other community activities. And we want to try to understand where that child lives and where we can best interact and intervene for that child when necessary. Some of the areas where we're focusing on are trying to, from our side as providers, how can we standardize the care we give 
to children. So no matter where you are in WellSpan system, that you will receive the same care, whether it's a family medicine office, a pediatric office, whether you're at one corner of our system or the other corner of the system, that you will all receive the same standard of care that's evidence-based and high quality. We also think about vulnerable populations, such as children with special health care needs or children who have graduated from our excellent NICUs and require ongoing care. And how can we really think about supporting those families when these children have oftentimes multiple appointments, many questions they have about the care and development of those children. We think about literacy in early education, and that's an area of high focus. There is a wonderful program called Reach Out and Read, which we are bringing out to all of the practices where we see children. And that is really an emphasis on literacy for children, providing parents and caregivers with books to read to their children. But even more than that, it's demonstrating to parents and caregivers the importance of reading. So oftentimes I will be reading the book with the parent to show them, here's how you emphasize this. Here's how you make the story exciting and things like that. And really, the, I'd like to take sort of that high level view of what we're doing here is creating the youngest ambassadors to their communities and to their families. So the children that we impact are children who will then, if we talk about lead screening, which will then impact the entire family if that house now has mitigation to remove lead exposure. That impacts the entire family. We think about literacy that affects not just that child, but also affects all the other children in the household by having an emphasis on the importance of reading and reading to your children. That's great, Chris. Do you want to mention a few of the partners that we have uh, across our region who are helping us with some of this work? We have a wonderful partnership with Safe Kids York. We're able to do car seat checkups safety workshops, and we are embedding this within all of our primary care practices to be able to have that information be readily available for parents and caregivers. So at the end, for example, at the end of a well visit that a child might have at one of our practices, they will also get information about where to get their car seat checked, where they're in whatever region they're in, where they can get that. Um, it's really happy with the Safe Kids uh, York partnership. It's something which we see as a wonderful model to be able to holistically provide care for children. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll have to think about how that looks across the rest of our system as Absolutely. we partner across all our counties. So you reference Safe Kids York. It's a good reminder that our system can't do everything, that we can't make measurable impact in a silo. So in order to be a true catalyst for community change, we do have to partner with community organizations on the front lines, some of whom do a great job and really specialize in certain services for kids. Um, how are our community partners integrated into this work? Sure. It's a, it's a great thing because absolutely, I like to think about the competencies we have as a healthcare system. What are the things that we do well? What are the things that I know I'm biased, but I think that we do better than anyone else in our region? Things like screenings, early identification uh, of ADHD or autism or lead. But when we think about it, what's something that we should not be doing as a healthcare system? So I can identify a child that has high lead. I can do the medical therapy for that child if the lead is very high but I can't take the lead out of the home. So we partner with uh, in York County, for example, with the city of York to be able to do lead abatement at that house, uh, which is oftentimes a many months process. That's not something we should do or could do, but we have wonderful partners in our city who are able to do that. 
Um, and so that's just one example, I think, where we're really leveraging our community partners. Uh, I think about uh, safe children uh, and car seats. Again, you know, we have wonderful people in the community who love doing car seats, who have the expertise in those safety checks. And how can we connect parents and caregivers to that? Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, before we wrap up today, I'd love to hear about your favorite part of working with parents and children. I can imagine there's lots of areas you enjoy, but maybe you could share some of those with us. Sure. Well, I, I think really the exciting part about pediatrics is being able to potentially change trajectory of the child's life. And you know, I mentioned this before about being ambassadors, but I really see children as catalysts for change. You know, people oftentimes talk about their being the next generation, of course, which they are. But I, I think about it even more granularly. I think about how uh, I have the vantage point of being as a pediatric hospital, so working in a hospital. So I very acutely attuned to systems and flows. And I think that is a wonderful position to be able to see how a system operates and where we can best intervene for those children. Well, I think about the child with asthma. And a child who comes in with asthma, perhaps due to parental smoking or environmental exposures in the house, whether it be mold or animals, and thinking about how we can use that encounter, talking about asthma, to then have it be a catalyst for change for the entire household there. And then not just the entire household, but the entire local community there. So the parent who I talked to about saying, you know, mom, uh, your child's here with an asthma exacerbation. One of the triggers for asthma is smoking. How can I connect you to resources to help stop smoking, whether it's a quit line or other tobacco cessation products? And, and really trying to help caregivers see that this is something which affects your child, but also can have a benefit for you as well. And then I think about other aspects such as healthy eating. So a child with obesity, and we talk about how the healthy food choices that we want to talk about for your child are not just for your child, they're for everyone in your household. And it starts with what foods we bring into the household to be able to say, this is something which is a lifestyle change for the entire family. And then that family then becomes in the, has the ability then to impact other families in their communities, in their neighborhoods. And that's really where I see Wellspan being the catalyst for that change. There's only so much we can do in our encounters, in our hospitals, and in our clinics, the real work happens in the household. And that's why I'm very excited about this spotlight because it does empower parents and caregivers to be able to impact that change. Yeah, that's that's really a great thing to end on is to talk about that positive catalyst and how we can affect the whole community just through working with one family. So thank you so much, Chris. Um, that's all our time for today. We appreciate all of the information that Chris shared with us about Spotlight on Children's Health. And anyone who wants to learn more about it can visit wellspan.org children. Please join me for the next episode of Inspiring Health.